Welcome to the latest Welsh Connection show. Today, I'm joined by Ellie Jones. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. No, it's great to have you on. I'm a big fan of your music and everything you do. But tell me, we just heard you there. How did you get into music in the first place? Um, I guess it's not been a very um, usual uh, route into music. Um, I mean, I had a few music lessons as a child on piano and that set me out, you know, to understand a little bit about music. And then I really haven't done anything musical for most of my life since being about 12. And then I was out of work about 10 years ago after finishing my social work degree, looking for a job, hanging around the house a lot. And my husband had been having guitar lessons and... Yeah, I just thought, I'm going to have a go at that. So uh, I just looked at some YouTube videos and found some songs that I liked and just started copying um, what I could see people playing on the guitar. I didn't know the names of any of the chords, but I just started doing that. And uh, it drove him crazy because he'd spend weeks trying to learn a song and then he'd come home from work and uh, I'd say, I learned two songs today. And he'd just be like, what? <laughs> learn something so fast so I guess um yeah I just really enjoyed doing it yeah that's well, how it started really well that sort of solves one mystery because you've sort of only appeared on my radar fairly recently I mean I was looking at um I think I was on Facebook and this this marvelous video popped up of you playing a guitar in what I assume was your front room and it just blew me away and then I sort of did a little bit of digging, spoke to some friends. I said, oh, yeah, Ellie Jones, she plays, you know, she's a bit of jazz, she plays around with Gary Phillips, all the rest of that. You really want to check her. And here, here we are in the studio now talking about you. But what first of all, I mean, going back to, to when you were a child, what first of all got you into music? Was it a big part of your life? I guess my, my dad listened to some jazz, like Dave Brubeck, and he loved the Buena Vista Social Club stuff. And also my grandmother, who I lived with for about a year while I was doing my A-levels, and um, she listened to a lot of Ella Fitzgerald. And that's basically my number one go-to musician now is, uh, what did Ella do? <laughs> I want to know that first, and then I can sort of work from that, really. Um, so, yeah, um, there was a mixture of different musics growing up so um yeah I had quite a quite a normal probably upbringing not a heck of a lot of music I, I have some musicians in the family but I didn't grow up around them it wasn't until I got a bit older that I got to know them and talk to them a bit about music and I thought that looks kind of cool like a nice thing to do yeah a while ago um a few years ago maybe about five or six years ago and I started playing the guitar and, and singing, but I was so painfully shy about it. It was really, really hard to sing in front of other people. And I always say playing the guitar and singing is the easy part. It's learning to do the same thing that you can do in the comfort of your own home in front of other people. 
because it massively affected me and there was a f- quite a number of occasions where I thought this is just too painful and I'm going to give up and this is not for me and why am I doing this to myself and I had long periods of not doing anything at all especially I had two children and I didn't play the guitar much at all for about four four years and then I realised I needed to do something for myself, so I picked it back up again, and I got a bit more serious the second time round. In a sentimental mood I can see the stars come through my room While your loving attitude Is like a flame The gloom on the wings of every kiss Drifts the melody so strange and sweet In this sentimental bliss You make my paradise seem to fall it's all like a dream to call you mine my heart's a lighter thing since you made this night a thing divine in a sentimental mood I'm with some other jazz musicians and they were talking they were talking jazz <laughs> they were talking about turnarounds and flat nines and all this stuff and two five ones and I thought what the hell are they talking about I didn't like it and I thought I'm gonna learn this stuff so uh I um got in touch with Margot Morgan who is a wonderful jazz singer in Swansea and she said oh, I'd be happy to teach you. We'll, you know, once a week you can come over and I'll I'll show you what it's all about. And we got this massive jazz theory book 
and we just studied it and uh, she was you know just delighted to be able to share that with somebody and uh, you know I went home and I was reading it and I was watching YouTube videos to try and get my head around it and then at one point my theory was way past any of my practical skills and I realized hang on I need to stop with this theory now as interesting as it is and and like just actually get some real life experience and that was when um I started getting lessons with Gary and uh yeah my first meeting with him he showed me a chord chart and he said you know um this is a major seven do you know what that is I'm like yeah and he's like do you know what this you know you wanted to uh, me to know what I could understand on the chord chart and I completely got it all and he was just like this is going to be easy <laughs> so uh yeah there was there were some gaps in um my knowledge and he was just great at filling in the gaps and I went there feeling like I just don't know where I'm at I know I know I know stuff but I don't know how useful it is and there was a lot of gaps in my knowledge and he filled all those gaps in and made me realize I had a fairly decent amount of the jigsaw puzzle completed and something we could work with all through this time I was going to a lot of open mic nights because this fear that I had of performing I really just wanted to conquer it and um before covid happened I'd, my new year's resolution was I'm going to go to as many as I can and I was going to a three or four a week and it was you know the exposure therapy yeah, they yeah. suggest like just f- whatever it is you fear just keep re- repeatedly exposing yourself to that fear so I just kept going and um I just love the open mics in Swansea they're just so welcoming there's one one of my favorites was in Mumbles in the Oyster Lounge and um yeah just um everyone's so supportive and everyone could tell I was physically shaking <laughs> that I looked terrified <laughs> and they said you've got nothing to worry about everyone's friendly here and you're great and everything but still it took me so many times like hundreds of times of just repeatedly going before I eventually thought okay this is not gonna kill me to you know even if I my fears do materialize that I mess up a song and I maybe have to stop it and start again even um that was like my worst case scenario it happened a few times and I was like I got through it and nobody was mad at me and you know it just made me I had to, I had to go through all that just to realize how silly these fears were because you can tell yourself they're silly fears you you can tell yourself all that and it just doesn't help somehow until you actually go and experience that and yeah you know and I'm so grateful to the people that run all the open mics because they gave you know gave me the opportunity to do that and then covid happened and I was like what did did that seem like a huge I mean after all the work you've done I I think that's really brave what you did because you know I know what it's like getting up in front of all those faces uh, although I was always hidden behind a drum kit Mm. but you still get that sort of feeling in the pit of your stomach don't you so I think what you did was was massively brave did you did it feel like a backward step then when covid and lockdown hit yeah I was pretty devastated about that my plans that had just seemed like everything in the whole wide world to me you know to overcome this fear and to do something with this music just went poof into the air and I just realized well there's much much bigger things happening here and it was 
during that time, I was very freaked out and stressed by it all. And I couldn't really sleep very well. So uh, the music was brilliant because I just sat and learned music and just sat and practiced my guitar for sometimes five hours after I put the children to bed because I was just, I couldn't sleep. to develop my guitar because there was a, a number of times when I thought oh, I just want to sing really and I don't really want to play the guitar and then a couple of friends said but you're really good on the guitar don't give up the guitar for goodness sake and uh, 
you know, I'm so glad I didn't now because I really enjoy playing the guitar. There's some bits that I just, you know, I watch Gary play the guitar and I'm just amazed and I think to myself, wow, I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that. But there's bits that I can do and, um, you know, get a groove going and he's great at that. That's really a big part of what he showed me because my playing before having lessons with Gary... I only had like one or two different rhythms of playing and he's showed me all different kind of grooves and shuffles and different swing rhythms and uh, Latin rhythms. So we do sambas and bossa novas and all this. And uh, yeah, like it's great because it just brings so much variety to the set then. Gary's been playing the guitar longer than you've been alive, surely. <laughs> Probably. You know, yeah. the man. the man's a bit of a legend, isn't he really? Yeah, I couldn't. I can't, well, I still can't believe it that he, we play the guitar together. I was having lessons with him and doing these open mics and then the landlord of the TAV, Alison, yeah. was um, starting a new night of the week on a Wednesday and wanted sort of jazz and blues and I played there at the um, open mic a few times and um, so she knew me and I said, how about me playing at one of those and she said yes definitely and then I walked away and thought oh my god what did I say that for <laughs> what am I gonna do what am I gonna do um because the I guess the pressure of like doing it solo is like I don't know how people get up and do solo all the time I guess you can get used to anything as I have proved to myself you can get used to anything it's so much nicer doing it with somebody else yeah so uh I, I said to Gary oh I've uh been booked in for my first proper gig in in the tav i probably probably need somebody to play the guitar with me do you know anybody <laughs> and i was thinking <laughs> who else do i know i'm like oh i don't know who, who do i know and i was thinking i can't ask gary that'd be ridiculous and then he kept saying well if you need any help let me know and i was thinking surely he just means help with the chord charts and things like that and then i got thinking after you know going down a few avenues and realizing I was not not finding um some a duo partner very easily uh, I thought I wonder what did he really mean when he said that <laughs> and so I said to him Carrie you know when you uh said about wanting some help did you mean you you and me playing together and he's like yeah I wondered when you were gonna ask me <laughs> so um yeah it's just been it's been great. It's been really good for my confidence and playing new music as well because he just knows so many great tunes and he usually gives me a, a few tunes and he says, um, have a listen to this, I'll see what you think. And I just listen to it and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. We've got to do this. And, you know, I just love it. <laughs> Dreams, no, no, they can't take that away from me. 
new it if sort of it takes me out of my comfort zone and I'm like oh I gotta go back to this sort of square one again of like you know it's gonna be okay Gary's there and uh you know we can do this and everybody's got to do it for a first time yeah we've had some great bass players and I just I'm still in awe and wonder at how they just turn up give them the chord charts they might have never heard the song before and they just play and uh, they just a nod and a wink, and that's all they need, and they know exactly what to do. I just think that's absolutely amazing, and, uh, you know, one day maybe I'll be able to do that myself. <laughs> hey, I think you've done marvels already. 
And I say I love your music. So I saw that first video and I thought, wow, and then checked you out and saw all the stuff you were doing. And I know you've got a quite nice gig coming up with Gary soon, haven't you? We've got um, Tikaru tomorrow, um, which is a small little intimate um, pub. And there's going to be fish served by Gawa Seafood Hut. And then we just play for 45 minutes afterwards and we're doing Christmas songs. And then we've got um, our next one is in the joiners in bishopston and we'll be doing a full set of christmas songs so i've been flat out learning christmas songs since probably the middle of october <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so okay. we are feeling very christmasy in my house right now <laughs> i've got i've got to ask your poor husband is he still playing the guitar or is he just giving that he up, gave now? up yeah he <laughs> did give give up but he's wonderful and he's really supported me and you know he just gives me enough he doesn't put pressure on me, but he gives me enough of a nudge to say, you know, come on, you, you'd you be good at this. And, you know, he's just sort of gently pushed me towards doing these things. And it does help that he buys me a guitar now and then. So, <laughs> you know, he sort of looks up little um, bits of technology, little gadgets and things. And he's like, oh, I think this will be really good for you. So, um, yeah, he's very keen for me to do it. I think he quite likes the idea of having a wife who's a singer. Yeah, <laughs> number one fan, surely. Yeah. Anytime we have a date But I love her Yes, I love her I'm gonna walk right up to her gate And see if I can get it straight Cause I want her I'm gonna ask her That has always been strange Just when you're sure of one You find she's gone and made a change Is you is or is you ain't my baby Maybe baby's found somebody new
Another thing I did want to ask is, this is the Welsh Connections show, obviously. That accent, that's not, not Welsh, Welsh, is it? No. Where, where are you from? I'm from up north, um, a little place called Ramsbottom, up in Lancashire. It's sort of near Bury and Bolton. However, I have actually lived in Swansea for longer than I lived up there now. It's a lovely accent. How did you end up in Swansea? I came here to do the Art Foundation course, which yeah, um, a, f- a friend of the family had been doing and said, oh, you'd, you'd be great at this. So uh, I came up to do the art course and uh, I did the illustration course after that, which I didn't finish. And that, then I started the social work degree, so I've been doing lots of studying, a couple of jobs in between, and now I'm a stay-at-home mum who got so bored eventually that she had to start playing the guitar and singing and do it seriously and yeah and aren't we glad you did yeah now i've heard some of the stuff you've done obviously i hope and i'm sure there's a lot more to discover are there any more plans in the new year 2023 to do more gigs around swansea around wales and are you thinking about recording anything maybe yeah we would really like to record um something i'm not sure when that will be yet but yeah I'd love that even just the experience of recording typically when I hear myself recorded (laughs) it's not very good quality and I just think oh no is that really what I sound like and then you know people say it doesn't sound like that to us when we're listening to it so I just have to take their word for it um so yeah I'd love to get a professional recording done other things are I bought a double bass in the lockdown as a bit of a impulse purchase and I had a few lessons I'd say I'm like beginner level but okay having a bit of guitar background helps and uh, so I'd like to incorporate that into our gigs maybe take that along and do a couple of songs Gary is just he knows a lot of like Spanish tunes like there's a singer called Benny Murray and uh, yeah he's been getting me to listen to him as well as some of the Buena Vista stuff and I there was a, a really successful salsa night in the jazz club and there was um, this Cuban band came and played and they were really good. But it got me thinking I quite like to do something like that because I've learned a couple of songs in other languages and I love that. I love, um, yeah, just getting your mouth to be able to make those foreign sounds it's like it really takes practice and listening and going over and over and over you know I'm just I'm a bit I can get a bit obsessional about about these things but um yeah that's the only way of really doing it I think (laughs) well that's why you can learn two songs on the guitar in a day yeah Thank you. 
and I think you've achieved a massive amount of, of work and you've got loads of experience by your dedication and, and commitment I guess do you wish that you'd done it a lot sooner yeah I, I I do actually but it just wasn't meant to be and you know I guess one of uh, one of the reasons I'd completely forgotten about this and then while I was going through this whole thing of like coming over my performance anxiety a memory came back of being about seven years old and it was the school nativity play and they were choosing who was going to do what and I think I must have been quite a good singer as a child I think they had me up first to try out for Mary but I had a really bad throat and I said I can't sing because my throat is so bad and they said don't be silly just get up there and you know my voice wouldn't come out and so I sort of pushed harder and it just blasted out this bizarre kind of sound and everyone was laughing at me and I had that awful feeling of just feeling really upset and really upset with the teacher and really upset with all my friends for laughing at me and you know that little seven-year-old just sort of said to herself that's it I'm never singing again and that was it and so I I never you know did any singing it wasn't until yeah later on I guess I'd forgotten about all of that yet when I did sing, it was such a timid and quiet voice, and it's taken a long, long time of working through all this this stuff to overcome that. But you know, these things happen, and it, you know, 
I guess, um, yeah, things could have, if I maybe hadn't had a sore throat that day, I could have been Mary and maybe things could have been different. I don't know. But um, yeah, I guess, you know, like when um, you have a race and you've got the people who are the winners and then sometimes the last person who goes over the finish line, who's obviously, it's been so difficult for them to do it, gets the biggest cheer. I almost feel a bit like that sometimes because I'm like, I know I'm really late to the party, but at least I made it. And everyone's, you know, been so supportive and, and lovely of of me doing it because they just know that I want to do it and I, I'm sure there's much better singers out there than me, but I just, for some reason, want to do this. And, yeah, it makes me happy and I get to share the songs that I really, really love. And it's a way of expressing myself that you just can't do any other way. I just really want my girls to grow up with music all around them and learning songs and they're already brilliant at learning songs and um yeah just not to have you know any anything holding them back really from from going out there and doing whatever they want to do as long they can do whatever they want to do as long as they just put their heart into it and do it as well as they can He doesn't make much money 
judge says, ha, get right to jail. You better keep her. I think it's cheaper than making whoopee.